0: The matchup is set for Super Bowl 55. It's going to be the GOAT versus the BABY GOAT. One team is making going to the big game an annual trip, while the other team is mostly inexperienced and is doing this thing for the first time. But their starting quarterback? Yeah, he's no stranger to February football. Welcome to the 49 Away Way Podcast. It's your host, Jay Sahota. Back at it for another episode. On tap for today's episode... Matthew Stafford parting ways with the Detroit Lions where will he end up we'll talk a little bit about that we'll recap the NFC and AFC championship games what went right what went wrong we got it all covered we will crown this week's weekly awards from the championship games and lastly we will set the stage for Super Bowl 55 but we will save the whole breakdown for that game for next week's episode And of course, don't forget to give The 49er Way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. So before we get into Championship Sunday and recapping the NFC and AFC Championship Games, There were some news earlier in the week, and that, of course, was Matthew Stafford parting ways with the Detroit Lions. He has asked for a trade. The Lions will move on from Stafford. He's been with the Lions for at least the past nine, ten years. He's been there forever, and really, since Calvin Johnson left, it's just been all downhill from there, and even when Calvin Johnson was there, they had potential to do something, and they just didn't. So, of course... All the rumors have been swirling in the 49ers rumor world of Matthew Stafford possibly getting traded to the 49ers. So I got to give my take, of course, and honestly, I would love Matthew Stafford to be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. I think his arm is one of the best in the league. I think he's one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does because he's been on a garbage team for so long, but... More importantly, quarterbacks have thrived in Kyle Shanahan's system, especially when there's been a complete team. Look at what he did with Matt Ryan in his second season. Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league. Robert Griffin III, brilliant things there in his first season under Kyle Shanahan. Brian Hoyer in Cleveland did amazing things. Under Kyle Shannon, of course, that did not transpire into the first five weeks when he came to San Francisco in 2017. But when he was in Cleveland, he was doing great things. And of course, look what Jimmy Garoppolo has been able to do. Of course, not everyone gives him credit. They just think, oh, Garoppolo, he doesn't do a lot. Whatever. The matter of the fact is, Garoppolo has still thrived under Kyle Shanahan, whether you like it or not. But Matthew Stafford, with his arm, his intellect, his grit, I think would be a perfect fit for what the Niners want to do. I think with this running game, you match it with Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. This is exa- and then you have Kyle Shanahan, a guru, one of the best offensive minds. Now one of he is the best offensive mind in all of football, I think Matthew Stafford would be perfect. Of course, there's so many different options and routes the Niners could go. They could keep Garoppolo, go with Stafford. I am kind of against drafting a rookie. I just don't think it's the right move for the 49ers. I feel like we have such a complete team right now. And it looks like, other than Kyle Juszczyk and Trent Williams, which I really hope we're able to sign both of them, hopefully in the bigger span of things, at least one of them. But hopefully both of them are back next year. But the biggest thing here is mainly our offense is kind of set. Defense, I know we're going to lose some guys you know, here and there. It's going to be different. But if we can keep the core together, this is a Super Bowl winning team. I'm not going to lie. Seeing the Buccaneers make the Super Bowl, I think it's been amazing. With, but Brady's doing phenomenal. They're, an, they're a very, very talented team. We all knew that when Brady signed there back in March. But part of me honestly makes me sick and is like, Brady literally just waltzed in here into the NFC, crashed the party and just took the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl like it was nothing. When you got Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, like all these guys, right, Garoppolo if he was healthy, like all these guys in the NFC that have been doing it for all these years and Brady just comes in here like it's nothing and just, and all of a sudden is representing the NFC in his his first time in the conference. Part of me makes me think, if the 49ers were healthy enough none of this injury nonsense happened the 49ers could have been in the super bowl i think we i think we would have had the defense with a richard sherman a healthy drakowski tart a healthy nick bosa a healthy d ford i honestly think we could have beaten the tampa bay buccaneers but anyways back to matthew stafford i think he'd be an unbelievable fit with the 49ers I'm, I am would still personally be happy with keeping Jimmy Garoppolo as long as he learns how to stay healthy and protect himself. But Matthew Stafford can play through stuff. He's been doing it his whole career. I would not mind it. I would welcome it. As I've said previously, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, you know, Dak Prescott in the rare possibility. Any of those four guys, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. I love Garoppolo. Y'all know that, you know. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast all season long knows I am extremely pro-Jimmy Garoppolo. Having said that, for any of those four guys, I would do the trade in a heartbeat. All four of those guys make this team better. I think they would be phenomenal in Kyle Shanahan's system. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what John Lynch Kyle Shanahan want to do. A lot to you know deal with. A lot, to, a lot of decisions to make. And we'll see what John Lynch Kyle Shanahan come up with. So Championship Sunday is officially in the books. The Super Bowl matchup is set. But we will first recap the NFC Championship game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took on the Green Bay Packers. And of course, this was headlined by Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Finally meeting in the playoffs for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, is this finally his time? Or is Tom Brady going to continue his legacy and write another chapter to his historic career Obviously, going into this game, we all knew the headline, Aaron Rodgers hosting his first NFC Championship game in his career. The Packers have been there three times over the past decade since they won the Lombardi Trophy back in 2010. This was a massive opportunity for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They got the one seed. They're hosting the NFC title game, but standing in their way was Tom Brady. This game was an instant classic from beginning to end. It was an it was just a tremendous game. Started out early. The Buccaneers came out scorching hot. First drive of the game, opening possession. Tom Brady was lights out on third down. Hit Mike Evans for an opening touchdown on the first drive. Buccaneers looked great. I was like, this is, Tom Brady's just the guy's just a machine. This is just him every January just doing the same old thing, even at forty three years old. Buccaneers got off to a 28 to 10 lead. And of course, the big play right before the half. Tom Brady. Well, before that, the Buccaneers were set to punt on a fourth and three. Scores 14 10. Bucks were gonna punt it away. Arians calls a timeout, sends Brady and the offense back out to go for it on fourth and three. And what happens? Tom Brady hits Scotty Miller. On a 40-yard touchdown or 40 or 50-yard touchdown, I can't remember what it was, but it was a beautiful dime from Tom Brady. Troy Aikman was speechless. Buck was speechless. Everyone was speechless. It was Lambeau Field was completely silent. I mean, it was it was an unbelievable throw, an unbelievable play, and the Buccaneers ended up going in half leading 21-10. But then the second half, and the Rodgers looked good. But the the Packers' defense just could not do anything. like their defense, I know they're they're the cheese heads. You might as well just change it into a to, to a Swiss cheese because that's what the Packers defense was this afternoon. They just they could not stop anyone in that first half. But then in the second half, the Packers started to get to get things going a little bit. It started off with an Aaron Jones fumble and they're like, oh God, here we go. But the Packers started to force some turnovers. The Buccaneers had, I think it was two or three straight possessions where they threw an interception. The Packers had their opportunities. They cut the game down to five. It was 28-23 late. But the Packers weren't able to take the lead with any of those drives and the game ended up coming down to the final two minutes. Packers get all the way to the Buccaneer 10 on fourth and goal. Game on the line. Trip to the Super Bowl on the line. You got Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback it's it's all lined up right there in front of you, and Matt Lafleur decides to kick a field goal. They kick the field goal to make it a five point game with Tom Brady on the other side of the football field. I don't I don't even know what to say. Like they, it it was mind boggling, it was frustrating and. I don't even really care. Like I was rooting for the Packers in this game because I want I wanted Aaron Rodgers to to get back to the Super Bowl, but other than that, I couldn't really care less. But man, I felt that. Like I felt and I was like, you have got to be kidding me! You have one of the best quarterbacks in the game at your disposal with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and you decide to kick a field goal, hoping and praying you would get the ball back with Tom Brady on the other side of the football field. I mean, I just you just can't you can't script it any other way. You can't there's no other way to talk about it or to to call it as is. It's you should have gone for it. You have Aaron Rodgers a quarterback. It's a different story if you had Jared Goff at quarterback. But you have Aaron Rodgers a quarterback. And that was the story. But the Packers had the chance. They blew it they they gave it back to Tampa and of course they didn't get the ball back. Buccaneers Got the job done, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are headed to Super Bowl 55, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Buccaneers defense pressured Green Bay all afternoon. And we know Bakhtiari wasn't there. He got injured back in week 15 or 16. And the Packers O-line has been very, very good all year. They had a very, very good game against the Rams. But this Buccaneer defense just continued. They really, you know, played excellent against the Saints and played that much better against Green Bay. That defensive front was phenomenal. They had five sacks. And honestly, when it comes down to it, the Buccaneers, yeah, they turned the ball over three times. The Packers also turned it over twice. But the Packers defense didn't get to Brady. They only had one sack. They didn't do enough to impact the game in a big way. They they got the turnovers late when they needed to, but then the offense couldn't do anything. And then when the offense was rolling, the defense couldn't do anything. And it was, it was a tough day for the Green Bay Packers. Neither team ran for 100 yards. This was more of a, a day where you needed to throw the football. There were hardly any penalties called in this game. I don't know what the refs were doing. They were useless for a majority of that game. And then when it came down to it, this is what killed me the most by the referees. You know, All day, they didn't do nothing. All right, great. There were, there were a couple holding calls. There were a couple pushing and shoving, a little bit of PIs here and there, but you know, they let them play on. I respect that. You know, it's a championship game. I, you know, it's football. It's good. But these clowns wait until the final play. The most crucial play. What was it? I think it was third, third and four. The Packers get a stop. They get the ball back and they get another shot. But what did the Green Bay? But what happens here? The Packers get an incompletion, they get the stop. Flag. Flag gets called. Holding or pass interference. Forgot which one it was. It was one of the two. I think it was holding. Five-yard penalty. Automatic first down. Tampa Bay wins the football game. L- Listen, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely holding. It was blatant. It was, it was right in front of you. Yeah, it was holding. But like, really? You wait, You let that same call play on the whole game. And then in the, when the game comes down with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line, Oh, let's call a holding right now. Oh, good grief! Like I just—I don't even know what to say about that. But like, really, like the, the game's on the line. You let you let that call go all afternoon, and then when they when it comes down to it, the most crucial play of the game. Now let's call let's call a holding call on that play of the game. Brutal. The Packers—they did what they needed to do in this game. They controlled clock, thirty-four minutes to twenty-five minutes. They. Dominated the clock really just Tom Brady just did what he needed to do, you know. It was a good day for Green Bay overall. Like Rodgers was able to do what he did. He had a good day: thirty-three, for forty-eight, three hundred forty-six yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. You know, Aaron Jones left the game with an injury, but wasn't able to do much. Jamal Williams wasn't able to do much, and we knew Devonte Adams was going to be covered up for most of the time. But Marquez Valdez Scantling stepped up: four catches, one hundred fifteen yards, and a touchdown. Lazard got involved a little bit. Tunyon had a touchdown. Kenny Clark was great on defense. Jair Alexander had two interceptions. But man, Kevin King. My guy, Kevin King. He gets called for holding on the last possession. But more importantly, he gave up that brutal, brutal touchdown to Scotty Miller at the end of half. If that doesn't happen, Packers might end up winning that football game. But man, I honestly think that Kevin King forgot. That social distancing guidelines do not apply when you're on the football field. Because Kevin King was like 7 feet apart from Scotty Miller. Like it was, oh my goodness. Like it's, I don't, don't even know what to say. But Kevin King had a brutal afternoon. And it is what it is. As for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady doing what he does. He turned the ball over 3 times. But he had 3 touchdowns. Passed for over 280 yards. He was great. Leonard Fournette rushed the ball 55 yards. Not a great day. Had a really, really sick touchdown. Chris Godwin went off. 5 catches, 110 yards. Mike Evans got involved. Scotty Miller had that huge touchdown. And that defense. That Tampa Bay defense. Todd Bowles. Mad respect. Devin White. Another huge day. 9 tackles. 1 fumble recovery. Sean Murphy bunting had a pick. And that Bucks defensive front. 5 sacks. JPP got in there, Shaq Barrett got in there, those guys were eaten all afternoon, and with that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win their first NFC Championship title since 2002, and will become the first team in NFL history to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I mean, it's it's just incredible, I mean, if anyone had to be the first to do it, it's Tom Brady, right? I mean, if, if 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 anyone had to break that record and lead their team to become the first, because let's be real, Foxborough was never hosting a Super Bowl. It's freezing cold in February. So that was never going to happen with him in New England. But in Tampa Bay, ironically, he goes to Tampa and the Super Bowl's in Tampa. And we all knew Tampa was going to be great with Tom Brady. But But this, this is just every week. It's, you know... I don't know, this this might be a hot take by saying this, but I honestly think this might be the greatest run in Tom Brady's career. I know there have been unbelievable runs by Brady, unbelievable teams in New England. You know, I have a lot of family and friends who are Patriot fans, and they could probably correct me on this if there was a better year. I think if the Patriots were to have beaten the Giants in 2007 and completed the perfect season, that's a different story. I think that's up there for sure. I think... The whole deflacate suspension thing And coming back and winning the Super Bowl that year I think that is phenomenal But this, this The stuff that Brady has done this year With so much against them Doing it in a year With COVID And in a pandemic And having to learn a new offense And a new team And a new coach New receivers And being in a new conference A new division with Drew Brees And Matt Ryan in that division to still go out there, have a very up-and-down regular season. You know, they, they smoked the teams they were supposed to beat, and then, you know, the teams that they didn't really, or the, the teams that they, the good teams, like the Saints and the Rams and the Chiefs, they didn't play very good against, and they looked bad, and they're like, oh, Tampa Bay can't play with the big boys. And then they get in the playoffs, and and these guys knock out Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back weeks on the road. It's it's incredible, and it's not like you can't use crowd as an excuse. You know, maybe if it was a packed house, it would have been different. But Green Bay's fans were loud, and they had those those poster thingies, and they were banging them on the you know the bleachers, and that was creating a whole ton of noise. And you know, you, you can't use that as an excuse. What Tom Brady is doing with a team and a franchise that hasn't been to the Super Bowl since 2002 had the longest active NFC playoff drought. Prior to this season is is just amazing He's never been a wild card He gets in as a wild card And they had to win three straight road games to get here No team has ever you know, played a Super Bowl in their home stadium The amount of things that Tom Brady has done this season That he's never done in his career With the amount of things in this one season I just, I, I really do think that this might be the best run that he's ever put together. And at 43 years old, mind you, 43 years old, to play the way that he's playing, just, it's it's incredible. And it's just, I don't know if it's because when he played for New England, it was like, ah, the Patriots and Belichick and, and whatever. But seeing him play for a new team and to take a team that's fairly inexperienced, very, very talented, extremely talented. But inexperienced when it comes to the playoffs, and to just take them to the Super Bowl like it's like it's nothing. It's it's just it's incredible the impact that he makes on on everyone else around him. I mean that's a true leader. That's a true quarterback, a star quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, whatever you want to call it. That's that's goat status, and that's what Tom Brady does. But as for Tom Brady, we have plenty of time in the next two weeks to talk about him and the Buccaneers. But congratulations to Tampa Bay and making it back in Bruce Arians and it's an unbelievable accomplishment especially to be the first team to play the Super Bowl in your hometown but again got plenty of time to talk about the Buccaneers in the next two weeks for the Green Bay Packers I feel sick to my stomach for Aaron Rodgers I feel awful this guy put it all out on the line this year probably going to be the MVP you know Really, just came in with a different mindset this year, and to have, and I, I'm telling you, when I when I say that I really felt that this was a season like it was it was destiny for Aaron Rodgers to win his second Super Bowl. It just it felt like it. The number one seed hosting his first NFC title game. Yes, if it's if there was anyone to 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 beat him, yeah, sure, it's Tom Brady. I we all get that, but the. Aaron Rodgers played great in this game. And I just, I just can't understand. Matt LaFleur at the end of this game said, you know, when he was asked about Aaron Rodgers' status beyond this season, and LaFleur was like, I hope he's back, and he's the leader, he's the heartbeat of this team, and all that. If he's the heartbeat of this team, why don't you bet on him and be like, screw it. We got the game on the line to go to the Super Bowl, and I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. Put him out there on fourth down. I just, I cannot get my head around it when this defense has been Swiss cheese all afternoon. Brady has been carving them up all afternoon. And I, again, I know they got the three turnovers, but if you rewatch those three turnovers, it's either because Mike Evans, it slipped out of his hands, or Brady just chucked it up there and hoped for the best. But the fact that Matt LaFleur said, I think my defense is going to stop Tom Brady with the game on the line and not be like, now we have a chance to score and tie the game with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. is just mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. And I just, I cannot wrap my head around it. And again, I feel awful for Aaron Rodgers. I feel terrible for him. The guy's one of the best to do it. And it's it's awful. I mean, out of the four times the Seahawks game back in 2014, they should have won. I think yesterday... Tampa Bay played outstanding, but Green Bay should have had it. Maybe they go for it on fourth down and they don't get it. Maybe they get the touchdown and they don't get the two-point conversion. Who knows what happens. But the fact that they didn't even try when you have one of the best quarterbacks, the MVP in the National Football League of this season, is just awful, horrible. But again... I really felt like they could have won this game. I felt like they should have beaten Seattle in 2014 and then they got blown out by the Falcons and Niners the other two times. I hope the best for Aaron Rodgers. I hope he's back with Green Bay. I mean, you're always welcome to come back home to San Francisco if you'd like. You know, the option's always there. But, you know, I I, I hope Aaron Rodgers is back next year. I certainly don't think he's going to retire. There's no way. I think he has a few more years left in him. The guy's playing at an elite level, but you know it seems like he left the door open for an uncertain future this is going to be a really crazy off season for quarterbacks i think there's going to be a lot of movement but for aaron rodgers man that's 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 it's a tough way to end an an incredible season for him on to the afc so the tampa bay buccaneers make it to the super bowl they'll be representing the nfc who will they face the buffalo bills who tom brady tortured for two decades will he see the Buffalo Bills in Tampa Bay in Super Bowl 55 or will he see Patrick Mahomes and Brady and Mahomes have created this you know kind of new little rivalry going in these past three years so will it be the Chiefs or the Bills in the AFC Championship game started out early the Bills jumped out to a 9 nothing lead they looked good early Josh Allen got a little comfortable but let's be real we all know there is no lead that is safe against Kansas City whether it's 10 points 15 points 17, 20, 30, I don't care. No lead is safe against the Kansas City Chiefs and everyone has been a culprit of it. The Chiefs went on to score 21 unanswered points after that and took a 21-9 lead. The Bills had a chance to make it a 4-5 point game at the end of the half. They were in the red zone. They could have gone for it on 4th down. And they didn't. They kicked the field goal. Tyler Bass kicked the field goal. And the score was 21-12. to 12. There were so many instances in this game. And I literally said this last week, I don't know how many times. If you want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road to go to the Super Bowl, be aggressive. The Bills were not aggressive one bit. Like not, not at all they were in the red zone what twice if they score those two times you have a quarterback who can run if no one's open josh allen could just take it he's a big guy he's fast he could he, he, the guy's like an an ostrich he's huge and he's fast but like that was a that was a weird example but anyway but anyways you get my point josh allen's mobile he can make a play out of nothing and the fact that again similar to green bay the fact that you didn't even try is just is just crazy and against the chiefs the Chiefs are sitting there like, man, we're we're chilling right now. Like, like, the Bills are sitting there with two chances to try and make the they score. If they score before that half, it's twenty one sixteen. It's a close game. It's a close game now. They kick a few goals, 21-12. Patrick Mahomes is probably sitting on the sidelines like these guys aren't taking us seriously, are they? Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in the second half, goes to Tyree Kill, and he dashes off for, like, a 50-yard gain. Boom, the Chiefs are in the end zone like it's nothing. You blink once and you miss something. That's the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And then they score. And it's 28-12. to And then the Bills get in the red zone again. And they kick another field goal. I just... I, I, I can't get around it. Like, the Chiefs don't care. Like, they're just like we're just going to keep scoring. Andy Reid said at halftime, he's like, we're, we're, we're just going to keep scoring. Like, like it's nobody's business. Like, that's what we do. We score points. Buffalo, for some reason, kept feeling like, nah, let's just keep, you know, kick few goals and we'll just, we'll we'll hang around for a little bit, but you know, and, and we'll see where we're at. Dude, do you want to get to the Super Bowl or not? It was like Buffalo just did not want to go to the Super Bowl. It's like they were just like, you know what, we're cool being in the AFC Championship game, and it was a great season, it was a dream season, but like, cool, congratulations Kansas City, go to the Super Bowl and we're out it's like, it's like they just did not want to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl And what makes me even more annoyed is that Sean McDermott is not like that He has an aggressive mindset, he's an aggressive head coach And it just, I have no idea why they weren't aggressive they weren't aggressive until like late when there was like 4 minutes left in the fourth or in the in the fourth quarter and the game was already out of reach. Then they go for it on fourth down. And what happened? They scored a touchdown. I just I can't wrap my head around it, but like again, if you're not going to be aggressive, don't expect to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's the one thing at least I'm excited for in the Super Bowl as I know with Bruce Arians and his offense, they are going to take their shots. So that's the only thing that I'm a little bit excited there is at least I know a team is in the Super Bowl that I know is willing to take chances to win. So at least there's that. And the Buffalo Bills were able to run the football. You know, they didn't really run the football with Singletary, but they were able to run the football in general. They ran the ball for 129 yards. And like I said about the Chiefs' offense, 439 yards, man. 439 yards total offense. They did what they did. The Bills. They forced one turnover, but I was on special teams with a muffed punt, but that didn't seem to matter, and at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills were no match for the mighty Kansas City Chiefs in this one, and the Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl for the second straight year. They're back-to-back AFC champions for the first time since the Patriots did it two years ago. Seems like the AFC, it's like the Patriots had Dynasty, and then they just passed on the torch to Kansas City, and now they're going to be the next Dynasty. I don't know what else to say. But as for the Buffalo Bills, it just it was just a tough day. Like I mean, like I blame it on their aggressiveness. I think overall, Josh Allen took a few really really bad sacks. Not gonna lie there. But other than that, he wasn't terrible. Cole Easley was not terrible. The Chiefs' defense did a really nice job shutting down Stephon Diggs. He only had six catches, 77 yards. He didn't really have a play that that really like impacted the game in a big way. Dawson Knox got involved a little bit. But that that Bill's defense just didn't get to Patrick Mahomes. The pass rush was nowhere to be seen. Mahomes was spotless. And if you can't do that, it's just, you know, good luck winning this game. As for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes did what he does. 29 for 38, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Seemed like that turf toe just did not bother him at all. Darryl Williams, 52 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. These guys are just special, man. I mean, they just keep rolling. I, I get, you know, I'm annoyed. Travis Kelsey annoys me. George Kill's the best tight end of football. I don't care. Tyree Kill's unbelievable. But man, these two, what they're doing is just like, give us the ball and we're going to make a play. And they're unstoppable right now. Tyree Kill, 9 catches, 172 yards. Travis Kelsey, 12 catches, 118 yards and 2 touchdowns. If Tampa Bay wants to win the Super Bowl, you got to stop Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill single-handedly torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that first meeting, but we'll get to all of that next week. But in summary, the AFC title game, the Kansas City Chiefs are just unbeatable at this point. They've lost one game all year and it took the Las Vegas Raiders to drop 40 on them to win that game. The Chargers game doesn't really count because Casey benched majority of their starters and the Chiefs are just... Just so good at what they do. Like there's nothing else that you can say about it. You know the way that they motion or they use the motion, the way that they create mismatches. Their speed is just so electric. Everybody: Hill, Kelsey, Hardman, Williams, just Hailair. It it doesn't matter who they just. There's just speed everywhere. The mobility of Patrick Mahomes. They're just a powerhouse. And then you have not one but two brilliant offensive-minded people in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. It's just, it's a recipe for success, and that's what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. They are just schooling everybody in what they do. The Buffalo Bills, however, I know I roasted them for a good like 10 minutes there, but you know what? That game last night should by any means take away from what the Buffalo Bills did this season. The fact that they were even in the AFC Championship game is a huge step in the right direction. Sean McDermott, I know, showed a lot of inexperience in this game, in my opinion, personally. But Josh Allen's growth this season was just unprecedented. Amazing stuff. And even in the game, he needs to learn how to throw the ball away. Those sacks just cannot happen for the loss that he had. Like, you you cannot lose 10-15 yards on a sack. That just, that cannot happen. You gotta learn to throw it away and use your legs to make a play. But Josh Allen will learn. He is still young and he got really, really valuable experience. And I know I talked about that last year when they lost the Texans. They said, Josh Allen will learn from this. And he did. He won two games in the playoffs. Went up to Kansas City. Got experience in, the, in a championship atmosphere. The Buffalo Bills will use this. And I look at the AFC and I think, I don't see a reason why the Buffalo Bills cannot be back there next year and for the next few years down the road like this this is a great team Sean McDermott has created an unbelievable culture I think he will learn from this experience I think the Bills will learn from this experience but my hats off to the Buffalo Bills the Bills Mafia sour ending very unfortunate I I would have loved to see a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl parade but hopefully somewhere down the line in the future that that will happen because I do think the Buffalo Bills are going to be in a lot of AFC championship games and hopefully some Super Bowls In years to come. As for the Kansas City Chiefs. They advanced to their second straight Super Bowl. And they are the first team to make back to back Super Bowls. Since their opponent in this year's Super Bowl. Tom Brady who did it two years ago with the Patriots. So it's the Chiefs and the Bucks. That is the championship recap. Looking forward to Super Bowl 55. For the Packers and Bills. That is tough. And then there were two. Left in the NFL season in 2020 which no one thought we would even be here at this point. And here we are heading in to Super Bowl 55. And so the 2020 NFL season all comes down to this. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in two weeks time at Raymond James Stadium. The Buccaneers will become the first ever team in NFL history to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Super Bowl 55 will take place on February the 7th on CBS at 6:30 p.m. Eastern Time. This is going to be an, a great game. I mean, I know from from being like a 49ers fan point of view and for the rest of the 30 teams and and how their fan bases are probably reacting to the Super Bowl is probably like, "Oh, what the hell, man? We've seen Mahomes is going to rule the NFL for the next decade and he's going to be there every other year." Brady has already been there every other year. Like, this is, this is, there's there's nothing new about this matchup. You know, it's the same, you know, two guys. You know, Brady's been ruling the NFL. Now you have Mahomes who's going to be ruling the NFL. It's like, uh, what's the point in this, right? This is just a, a lame game. There's nothing new out of this. But no, this, I'll tell you what's different about this. Yes, Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl, and I know he's done it time and time again. But I think the fact that he's not doing it with the New England Patriots makes it a lot easier to root for him. And I, and I say that because, listen, I personally have got nothing against the Patriots. But I know a lot of people do. But having said that, you know, yeah, it's annoying seeing the same team in the Super Bowl so consistently. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2002 when they won it when John Gruden was the head coach. It's been 18 years since the Buccaneers have been in the Super Bowl. So you got guys like Mike Evans, Levante David, you know, and Dominican Sue, Chris Godwin, you know, Cameron Brate, Some of these guys that have been balling and have never tasted championship football. And Dominican Sue was there two years ago playing for the Rams and lost to Tom Brady. Now he gets Tom Brady on his side. So you you kind of see there's a lot of guys on Tampa Bay that have been balling for all these years, but have never been in a game like this, and it's kind of cool to see that. And I'll tell you what, I I cannot wait to see guys like Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. You know these are these are guys that have were were superstars at their previous teams, and now they're role players. In their current situations and now they, they have a chance to, to play a vital role in in winning a world championship i think is just is unbelievable but you know i'll get into all of that on next week's episode in next week's episode when i get to the super bowl preview and all that and properly break down this game but i really do think that it makes it a lot easier to root for the buccaneers especially being the first ever team to to play a super bowl at home too there's there's a lot of history on the line here, and especially for Tom Brady, doing what he's doing with Tampa Bay is just mind blowing. It's it's unbelievable. And again, I say that like I think that with him doing it with Tampa Bay, just it, it makes it different. And I know when it's everyone's gonna be hyping it up as Mahomes versus Brady, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been to a Super Bowl in a really really long time. So I know a lot of people are gonna hype it up as you know Brady Brady Brady, but. The Tampa Bay Bucks, right? This is a team game and it's football. The Tampa Bay Bucks have not been here in a really long time and they're doing something historic. And it's not all about Tom Brady. This defense has been balling lately, but we'll talk all about that next week. But this is not the first time that these two have met this season. The Chiefs and the Bucks met back in week 12. The Chiefs won that game 27 24. Mahomes went off through for 462 yards and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill smoked, absolutely decimated the Buccaneers' secondary for two 169 yards and three touchdowns hopefully the Buccaneers secondary has learned their lesson from that game Brady was pretty decent but he turned the ball over twice the Chiefs were in control for most of that game but the the Chiefs ended up hanging on the Bucks came alive late but the Chiefs held on for the 27-24 victory of course I don't you know I can't really give that much analysis on this game you know because I was too busy watching you know a way a way better quarterback matchup than than this one. I was watching Nick Mullins against Jared Goff. I mean, that's a you know, who could go wrong with that matchup? Who who wants to watch Mahomes and Brady when you could watch Mullins and Jared Goff? Anyways, jokes aside, but this is you know all around just going to be an excellent game. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball. Off both offenses are just loaded with offensive weapons and. It's for a Lombardi trophy, and that's what makes this so much better you know week twelve everyone was hyped up for that game, but the stakes are so much higher now because this is this is for a world championship this is this is what you've been grinding all year for and especially in a season with you know dealing with a pandemic and all these guidelines and all these rules to to deal with it it hasn't it has not been easy on anybody and if you think about it, has Tampa Bay been affected by covid At all this season. And if they have. Have you heard about it? Not really. Have the Kansas City Chiefs. Been affected by COVID. All year. In any way shape or form. Not really. I think maybe in a small instances they have. I think they had one game against Buffalo pushed back. But that's it. At the beginning of the season. We all said. The two teams that were going to be in the Super Bowl. Are the two teams that handle COVID the best. Yeah sure. They got the two best quarterbacks. And they got amazing head coaches legendary head coaches they got great defense they got great football teams but they also handled COVID-19 the right way and hopefully they got two weeks the Buccaneers should be fine because they don't got to fly anywhere but I know the Kansas City I know Andy Reid will make sure that his team is responsible and will be safe heading into that game but Tom Brady it's amazing what Tom Brady's done throughout his career because he's been playing so long That he has built a rivalry with like literally everybody. But the fact that Patrick Mahomes has only been starting in the NFL for 3 years. And Tom Brady has already built an established rivalry with Patrick Mahomes is incredible. This is going to be game 5. They played in 2018 twice. Brady won in the regular season with a shootout. Great game. Then they met in the AFC Championship game 2 years ago. Also instant classic. Great game. Brady won that game. Then they met last year in the regular season. The Chiefs won that game up in Foxborough. And then, of course, they met this year in Tampa Bay. So, Mahomes has won the last two meetings. But the one time they met in the postseason, Tom Brady won that football game. So, this is it. The old dynasty versus a possible new dynasty. The Buccaneers, first ever team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. How will the players deal with that Rob, There's already so much raw emotion from playing in a Super Bowl period. Now you get to play it in your home stadium. Like I, and knowing that a lot of these Buccaneers players haven't been in an environment and been in a game like this, it'll be very interesting to see how they handle that. Can this Buccaneers defense stop Kansas City's offense? No one has been able to do it all year. The Bucs defense has been able to stop Drew Brees and a great offense. They were able to stop Aaron Rodgers and that high-powered offense in the NFC Championship game. But now you got to stop... This unbelievable Chiefs defense. Can Todd Bowles and this defense be up for the challenge? We'll find out. Super Bowl 55. Can't wait for that one. We will break the entire Super Bowl 55 on next week's episode. And preview that game in full. This was kind of just a nice little preview. You know, get everyone hyped up a little bit. But next week, Super Bowl week. We'll get it all covered and cover Super Bowl 55 for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So, to the Championship Week weekly awards that you guys got to vote on, and we'll start with the Championship Week MVP. Of course, there were only two games, so for each award, there were only two candidates. So, for the Championship Week MVP, the candidates were Tom Brady, going to his 10th Super Bowl, winning another conference championship, the first with Tampa Bay in the NFC, or Tyreek Hill, who went off against the Buffalo Bills in that game Tyreek Hill had 172 yards and 9 catches. He was phenomenal in that one as for Tom Brady threw for 280 yards, three touchdowns, three picks, but the three touchdowns were just sensational. The winner that you guys voted on, the legend himself Tom Brady, and I could not agree more with this. Tom Brady what he's been doing with the Buccaneers has just been unbelievable, well deserved and who knows? He could be, he could, he could be a top choice to win yet another Super Bowl MVP. But you'll have to wait till what? What I gotta say next week to see if I think Tom Brady is going to be the Super Bowl MVP or will it be someone else? Championship week biggest disappointment. Oh man, these were two big disappointments in my books. The first one was Green Bay. Not going for it on fourth and goal with two minutes left. The game on the line. A chance to go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And they didn't. They kicked the field goal. They never got the ball back. And the Packers are staying at home. Or the Buffalo Bills playing way too conservatively. Not aggressive at all. And really just got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. The winner that you guys voted on, rightfully so, the Green Bay Packers not going for it, was the championship weekend's biggest disappointment could not agree more I already had my whole take on Matt LaFleur earlier in this episode I just again I just I just cannot get around it I don't understand it I'll never understand it and honestly it might just be a meme going forward that it's like don't be a Matt LaFleur go for it do not settle for three like it could just turn into a motto in life from now on like don't settle for three go for it like Matt LaFleur, I hate that he's turned into a meme because like you literally could have taken your team to the Super Bowl. But anyways, that was easily Championship Sunday's biggest disappointment. On to the unsung hero of Championship Sunday, the candidates were Steve Spagnolo, the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator, or Chris Godwin who had a huge day, went for over 100 yards. The winner that you guys voted on was Steve Spagnuolo. I, I agree with this. I think Chris Godwin had a great game, made a great case too, but Spags... Was phenomenal for the Kansas City Chiefs. And they stopping Josh Allen. And they the pressure was phenomenal. They were able to get to Josh Allen all night long. So I got to give it to him. I agree with that one. So the unsung hero goes to Steve Spagnolo, The Kansas City defensive coordinator. And last but not least. Championship Sunday's game changing play of the weekend. The Bills kicking a field goal before halftime. Instead of going for it. Yeah. That was a big mistake. Maybe they don't even go for it at all. And they still trail. Who knows. Or... The Buccaneers going for it on 4th and 3 and scoring a touchdown before half. So obviously the Buccaneers, they went for it on 4th and 3. They picked up the first down and then Tom Brady went and hit Scotty Miller. That was a huge, huge play. And the Buccaneers, the the winner of the game-changing play that you guys voted on was the Buccaneers going for it and scoring the touchdown. That throw from Brady to Scotty Miller was just, oh man. it's It's a play that everyone will remember for a long time. An exceptional play. Phenomenal throw by Tom Brady. An absolute dime. But those were the Championship Sunday weekly awards. And then, not next week, but the week after that, we will see who wins these awards in Super Bowl 55. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the 49Away podcast. Don't forget to give the 49Away a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. And next week, we will break down Super Bowl 55 and preview the Super Bowl, who, it, who I think is going to be the MVP, who I think is going to be an X-Factor and all that. And then, of course... I won't be doing next week's episode alone. You'll have to find out who will be joining me, but we will see you next week. Hope everyone has a good week and get ready for Super Bowl week next week.